What's happening? What it do, folk? What up, though? It's the homie, homie CL, and we back live on a rundown south. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me, however you're joining me. Hopefully, you came through from therundown.com. That's D-A, rundown.com. Gotta know that. And if you like this podcast, go ahead. Slide on over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio. SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you like to get podcasts, we're trying to be there for you. We ain't going to make you work hard for it. But if you do subscribe, we would really appreciate it. You give us a rating and review. Five stars if you really like it. You know, but give us some feedback. We're trying to make this the best thing possible. Now, I know a lot of y'all come here for some hip-hop, entertainment news, all things that I try to get in the mix, but sometimes you just got to do one for the home team. You gotta do one for the city, and right now the A Town is on fire. Show sure up. Like I like I said in the podcast, I've been to a, a few retail establishments, and you can't find Falcon Gear anywhere. Now, with that said, if you don't know, the Atlanta Falcons of the NFL are in the NFC Championship game, one game away from being in the Super Bowl, and that does add a level of angst because. There are not a lot of people who believe in the Falcons. And one of the biggest Falcon fans on this podcast, Mr. Easy Life himself, doesn't believe in the Falcons. So I had to pull up on him, and we had to talk about it, and I had to try to get him off the ledge. Now, I also had to get a more uh, expert opinion on what's going on with the Falcons, so I decided to get Aaron Freeman from the Falcons uh, web blog website, and the Locked On Falcons podcast. Uh, y'all check him out of what he's doing over there. He he's he knows his stuff. You know, just to put it simple, he watches the tape and the whole nine. So when I ask him about something, that's because that dude is educated. Now, with all that said, do what you got to do to get ready for your podcast. You know, roll one, pull one, get the drive on, whatever, man. Strap up, get ready. Cause it's the rundown. We're gonna unlock. Let's get it. Now what? You know we live in Atlanta, Georgia. Had a skirt. Pull up on the homie Easy's life. What's happening, big dog? And what's happening, homie? What's happening? You know what I'm saying? Already piped up. The city piped up. We trying to um, we trying to do this thing, big dog style. But um, nice to pull up on you, man. I nice see you again, man. How you feeling, big dog? Oh man, everything great, man. It's uh, one of the things I'm, I'm really excited about the new year coming up. Gonna really start having a lot of things popping off with this podcast because, you know, I was off the scene for a minute. People looking at me like, why you ain't dropping episodes? You know, the download numbers ain't the same like they was before. I got to get the people back on. So uh, okay. I'm going to be reaching out to a few people. I'm going to try to get, we're going to try to do a few more things in person and maybe even on location. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just go man. ahead and put that out there. Y'all just keep an eye out on what's coming up in 2017, man. So, uh, I don't know what's, what's what's going on. Like, give me a little update on the mixtape. Oh, man. Our mixtape doing good numbers right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be featuring the Double XL, the, um, the Source, and the Vibe um, blog soon. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? I should be in now, every other blog, anywhere and everywhere by the time they post it up. 
And I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I'm still doing Amazon Live mixtapes, Spin Rilla, you know what I'm saying? Check me out, you know what I'm saying? Got a couple things going on. And I'm about to go to South by Southwest. Um, about to end up going to Miami for a performance. Okay. So I'm gonna keep you updated, man. But um, yeah, your boy grinding, man. Grind more E N T E A Z Y, man. You know, I'm doing What's the best thing. way for people to find that stuff? Just hey, I'm everywhere. Google me, E A Z Y. You know what I'm saying? Easy, Easy's Life, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Easy's Life everywhere, anywhere, any day. You know what I'm saying? You can pull me up, listen to me, ride to me, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we kicking, re kicking, real big dog shit. Okay. Real All big right. dog shit. Now what? Like I said once before, we do come live from Atlanta, Georgia. Highway. So uh, right now the whole city's on fire. Oh yeah. Uh, I went through a few retail establishments. You know, some that I knew that kept like just one aisle of Falcons gear, and the cupboards are bare. A lot of bandwagon and stuff going on right now. You know, you know, you know how mean, that it, goes around this time of year, especially when your team is doing well. You you can't hate the city for being behind the city at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? But that's true. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad to see I'm glad to see the city's really behind the team because you know us being in Atlanta, it's just like a real melting pot. And it's like I, I go to the games all the time, and I'm I be sitting by too many fans of the other team. And I'm like, what? Like, what's really <laughs> what's really good? You know what I'm saying? So hopefully everybody that that bought a shirt, a jersey, a pair of clothing, article, mm-hmm. whatever it is, hopefully they they in the dome on Sunday. They gonna be there for the last game. The very last, the very game last game. I, I get into that. Oh my like, goodness! This is the last, last, last game in the dome. Like there are no more. No and more. I, I kept thinking about when they even said it for like week seventeen. I was like, "Well, y'all still got a home playoff game. Y'all still gonna play a game here." Well, I was there week seventeen, and I, I think, I'm not sure how the standings were, but I think there was a chance that like if somebody won. That we was gonna lose, we was gonna like go to number three C and wouldn't have a home. Well, we still was gonna have a home game regardless. Cause yeah, we yes, I don't, I didn't understand like it. But they I had think a home playoff game. Like that, that was about the bye week. Okay, I'm, I'm tripping. My bad, people. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Cause I went to the week seventeen and I went to the first playoff game and I keep thinking it's the last game, last game. And so now, now we truly got the last game. It's gonna be an NFC Championship game. Aaron, motherfucking Rogers, coming in the dome. On five. I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers ain't just hot right now. That boy on five. Like, everything he won't, you know, like that that play with the Jared Cook, that was a piece of art. Yeah. Like, on both sides, like, the the fact that he would get to the, get him the ball exactly in the only place he could get it, and the fact that Jared Cook had enough awareness and enough body control. To get his feet down and get out of there, like big ups to both of them. Like that's an athletic feat. But I think the fire going out this week, man. I'm calling them boys in the Super Bowl. Man, the fact was going on, bro. I'm on your side, man. I'm on your side. This 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 pains me to say. Because you know how diehard of a fan I am. I know, you know you, how, that's you know. what I'm saying, bro. You, you an Atlanta Falcons fan. You a true, you a diehard. Like, there is no die easy about Easy's life. I I, I, I believe Atlanta's going to lose. Oh! He said it. And. He said it in Atlanta, he said it. I believe Atlanta's going to lose. Oh, my God. You really going to pick against your squad, man? It's. Oh, don't get me wrong. I plan on having a seat in the dome. Okay, and so I plan on losing my voice. I plan on piping up for the team. 
But until the culture changes, until I, until I see, until I see, I can't even say the culture change. Till I see this, till I see it, till I see it. You because as an Atlanta fan, you wasn't there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna quote somebody I seen at the game last week. Who this guy who was just drunk all game? He was just going crazy. But you wasn't there. 2010, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers coming in the dome after 13 and three season on a bye week. You don't know the pain. 2012, fourth and four, pass to Roddy White, incomplete. You don't know the pain. About that Chris Redman year. You don't know the pain. Keep going. What about Joey Harrington? You don't I wasn't know gonna say it. the pain. Okay. I was just gonna stop. I was so gonna that would breathe. Until I see it. Bobby Petrino. Oh man, hold on. Come on, bro. I said pain, not insults. <laughs> I said pain, not insult. You don't know the pain. Until I see Matt Ryan do what he's been doing all season. In the biggest game of his career, you don't know the pain. Okay. All right. This, this is what I got to say. I, I do not know the pain of the Falcons' heart because I don't go for the Falcons. I I am a supporter of the city. Anything, anything that helps the city be in a good mood, I'm kind of for it. Because I love Atlanta. I love everything that's going down here. Well, some things that I don't, but that's besides the obvious. But regardless... I like to see Atlanta doing good. So like when, you know, when the Hawks was, you know, winning 60 games, like the city was excited because they were the number one team in the conference. I was all for it. Even though I'm not really a Hawks fan, I still support it. And then I, I really do like respect some of the moves they make. With that said, I think Atlanta has had their culture change. I feel well, that's why. That's why I want to take that back. Cause I do feel the culture change. I just want to see Matt Ryan play. But in the I, game I feel like it's all the same because traditionally they had they usually drop a few games that they shouldn't, especially when they in like the the number one seed in their division. And it looks like all they got to do is take care of the bums on their schedule. Boom, you know, probably might have a first round bye or at least a home game in the playoffs. But <clears throat> This year, they won all those games. They didn't look like... They didn't play down to their competition. When they played the Rams, they stomped them. You know, for the most part, when they played the Saints, they stomped them. You Niners, know, that was, they stomped them. Niners, Niners, they, they stomped, stomped them. Like, any team that was trash... Like, that's the thing that I don't think niggas look at when they talk about uh, the Patriots. If you, like, really trash, they're not going to lose to you. You actually have to be good. You're not going to catch them napping on any day. And, like, that's the thing that I really saw this year with the Falcons. Like, they was on point. I'm like, I don't I don't know these Falcons. Like, this is some new shit right here. Like, y'all ain't never act like this before. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you start bringing your old lady flowers in, it's been, like, six months since the last time you did that. But you're trying to, like, get some brownie points. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, you looking brand new, like, is this nigga like you still might be the same nigga like we still don't you you basically expecting the falcons to still be the falcons though like that's where you at yeah i'm, I'm expecting um like you still the same old nigga I, I, i'm expecting really a, a 38 34 green bay win 
You know what I'm saying? I can't believe you're saying it. Um, the only way. I know you hate that shit right now. The, the only way that I don't, I, I see the Falcons winning is if they can come up with a few more stops. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get you on my side, bro. I mean, it's, it's hard because not like if we was playing against the Cowboys, even going to Dallas, mm-hmm. I'm riding with the Falcons. Okay. But us playing Aaron Rodgers, that's a bad man. That's a bad man. And he's he's gonna he's gonna do Aaron Rodgers stuff. Hold, hold, hold on, real quick. I, th- I think we're gonna have to get another voice in on this. I, I just just real quick. Like, I, yeah, now you want we want to go by on the podcast. You got you. I want to see like because you you like I have another Falcons fan in the, in in the building with me, and I I wanted to get some like some real reactions. You you feel like he a traitor? A what, traitor? What, what, what is, is he just a, being a objective? Traitor. Now you just said it yourself. You know I'm the number one diehard Falcons fan in That's the building. That, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm speaking. I'm I'm not speaking from a fan point of view right now. I'm speaking from what it what it is. As a fan, we're gonna let the fan speak right now. Let's let's introduce him like that. We're gonna let the fan. How you doing, sir? Falcon fan. Falcon, Falcon fan. fan. Falcon fan number one. Oh yeah, that's all day. That's all day. Okay. Let's let's. Now, how do you feel about it? Some truth. There's a lot of truth in, in what you were saying. You know, like you know, for coming up just a little short. This year is totally different from all the other years. Number one offense. We got too many weapons. We got our our defensive front on a good day. It's, it's, it's not, not, not something you want to see. Now, you want to talk about Atlanta versus Green Bay. We're not we're not the Cowboys. Our defense is way better than the Cowboys. Well, I wouldn't say way better than the Cowboys. Marginally. Yeah. I can't say way better than the Cowboys. But our defense on front I agree is definitely better than the Cowboys. We'll definitely be able to put way more pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to have all that sweet, have all that time in the world just to now you got it. Aaron Rodgers gonna be Aaron Rodgers. That's that's can't take that away from the man. Like he Aaron Rodgers, man. Like I mean, you just gotta minimize him from doing him. Which I believe we now we was in the stadium when they came to Atlanta. Yes, we was. We sat and watched that game. Yes, we did. We see Aaron Rodgers do some Aaron Rodgers things, and we also see Aaron Rodgers come one receiver. Short from running the wrong route from beating us that game. And then you also seen Atlanta spank that ass. No, no. I seen Atlanta, one receiver Atlanta, run the wrong done. route and we they lose the game. If the receiver yeah. would have ran the right route and we seen this from our seats. Hold on. We, we watched the same game because we didn't. We, no, Atlanta did what Atlanta did. Is they let up in the second half. We went point. into the half down. We're gonna get back to you on that. Now wait a minute, because I, I, I had, I, 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 I slick forgot about that game earlier in the season. Thank you, Falcon fan one. <laughs> but that is a good point. When they play early in the face. season, <laughs> profile pick is a black, right? Face. Just a black Falcon fan face. 
for the Abbey. <laughs> but when they played early, it was a it was a coin flip game. Exactly. But I feel the Falcons playing like a smidget better than they was then. But I feel like your point is Aaron Rodgers playing a whole lot better than they was then. And I think that's kind of where you lean it, but and it was a one point game. It was a one point game. And so that now only thing I can only thing I can agree with is our defense is playing a whole lot better than it was. That's then. really the thing. And that like like he was saying, we have a better front four and we have a lot of speed. So I believe Dan Quinn is going to put out a spy on Aaron Rodgers. That too. I, I think I think they, they're going to be trying to limit his rollouts. But at the same time, I think we have speed on our front seven from a lot of different positions. So we don't have to put just one person on. We can go and put Brooks Reed on one play, Vic on one play, Deion Jones on one play, Devontae Campbell on one play. You know what I'm saying? Anybody on one play. And I think that's that'll help because at the same time we get that speed and we be able to, as soon as he roll out, if I was coach Dan Quinn, as soon as he roll out, I don't want you to just sit back there. He's not Mike Vic. You know what I'm saying? Right. As soon as you roll out, I want you to V-line straight to him, boom, and make that ball come out even faster than this because he's not going to beat you on feet. Okay, but that's my, that that would be that, my thing as a coach. That's okay, and <laughs> I because we know Dan Quinn, I, and that's another thing I do believe in Dan Quinn and the culture change that he brought to the Falcons. So, but the thing about it is, it's like with that culture change, what is it going to look like going forward? And I think that's where we need to switch up and talk about Kyle Shanahan and his potentially taking the San Francisco job. And what is that going to do with the offense going forward? Well, if I can't. he does do that, I'm, because, I'm forgetting his name. I mean, if because if you think about it's like it's a two. I guess like you got a two prong conversation going on. On one hand, if the Falcons win the NFC Championship and then go in the Super Bowl and win, do you want to break up the band this early, or you want to try to do some more winning? And what that change what Kyle Shanahan want to do. But it, either way it goes, if Kyle Shanahan goes, what happens to the offense? Well, they say the offense is going to stay. They say one of the Shanahan disciples that's been with him for a while will probably be promoted with inside the Atlanta organization. I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm trying to look up his name. I can't think of his name right now. But he's one of Shanahan's little goons. <laughs> and they say the offense would probably the offensive scheme will most likely not take a hit because he's he's going to run the same thing as Kyle Shanahan when it comes to offense. Right. Now that that was because that was my main question. I was like, Matt Ryan just got the offense, right? He just got it down packed, and we bring in a Mike McCoy, and it's like a whole nother yeah, offense. It's and, something completely different. But when I read that article and saw that article, I felt comfortable. About Kyle Shanahan leaving, then I'm like, okay, if Kyle Shanahan leaving, then his little brother or something's gonna come and do his job and basically run the same offense. Matt Ryan's at the point in his career now where he's gonna like be Peyton Manning is, you know what I'm saying? And he's gonna in take control. Offense. Like, yeah. this is my offense. You're an offense coordinator, but this is my offense, and this is how we're running it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried as, as I was before I heard that. And like, I don't, I need to do some research. Like, I would love somebody to do like a, Maybe not a 30 for 30, but like a documentary on that damn stretch run offense. Because if you look at it over time, that offense has won a lot of Super Bowls, playoff games, divisional championships. Like, 
I don't know what it is about it, but wherever it goes, it works. And I don't understand why more people don't run it. Because, like I said, you know, Denver, Houston, uh, shit, Denver again. I think I think it's more of a um, Washington and not Atlanta. I think me is more of a player scheme fit, like to run the the um the stretch. You need well, you, more yeah, athletic you, offense line. That that is true. And they don't come out of bulk, right? So I guess that that gives you a little bit more flexibility as far as like the type of specimens you can get to run your offensive line. Yeah. So that that is that's a, that is a good point. Like you can go get. Any top five line, I mean lineman, he's gonna be able to run just about any offense except maybe the stretch because he might not be fast enough or quick on his feet. Right. You so you got a good point there. But either like I said though, it's I would like to get to the roots of it and like kind of just how it got to this point where like every time I see it, it's working. Just about. Just about except when you was in Cleveland. So is Matt Ryan gonna get MVP? Matt Ryan better not get if, if Matt Ryan don't get MVP, this thing is a sham. There's no way in hell that Matt Ryan should not get the MVP over Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And the main reason I say that, first of all, Tom Brady was gone four games. Matt True. Ryan played them four games and balled out. Okay. And Rodgers didn't get hot till late in the season. Matt Ryan been balling all season long. Oh, snap. Breaking news, bro. It, it looked like he's expected. Look. Breaking news as we're doing the podcast. What are you talking about? It said it looks like Kyle Shanahan is expected to take a multi year deal to be the San Francisco head coach. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not believing it yet. I don't believe it yet. Got multiple reports on that. They're saying they're holding out for him. <clears throat> they got a they got a multi year deal on the They can't give him the job yet. They can't. They can't talk to him yet. They can't even talk well they're talking to his agent. They're working out the numbers. And they'll have the the contract day after the Falcons lose or win. You had it right. <laughs> you know what it is. You already know what it is, man. Look, I, and I for the people out there, I don't I don't want y'all to get it twisted. I am the biggest Falcons fan, mm-hmm. but if you're a Falcons fan with me, if you're as big as a Falcons fan as I am. Then you understand. Oh man, this championship week is crazy. You 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 understand the hurt. No, not 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 officially. Not officially. He he might show up. Look, Falcon fan number one profile pick. Championship. I think Jordy might show up. (laughs) You think he might come in there? Jordy might come in. He might he might be limited, but I think he might come in, bro. I I don't think I don't think if he if he can't be fully effective, I don't think they're gonna have him in there. Nah, I mean it's what booze ribs or crack ribs, collapsed lung. You don't, yeah, you don't want to get hit again by Keanu Neal. Then you might. I got some hitters, man. That's why I think y'all might be able to do it, bro. Regardless of it, I'm just gonna be in the dome. I made my so mind up. Be live in the building for the very last I'm game. I'm gonna be there. Now put the hammer down. To me, though, this. I feel like they really should win this game if for nothing more than the rebrand. Like to me, they go ahead, Matt Ryan MVP, win the last game in the dome, NFC championship. And if you throw the 
the cherry on top, the Super Bowl. Come back next year, Thursday night, opening the new stadium. Make sure may even come out with a new jersey. I don't know. Like it could be a strong rebrand for the Falcons twenty seventeen. I'm gonna tell you like I told you This is a great opportunity. Falcons don't blow it. Off the air, bro. And it sounds really far fetched. But if all that happens and the Falcons end up winning the Super Bowl, they don't matter fact they might even they can just go to the Super Bowl. I feel like we're looking at an Atlanta Falcons dynasty. Mm. Because you have to realize we're playing three to four rookies on defense every week. Dan Quinn, this is Dan Quinn's second year. He's just now really getting his handprint on the whole team. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's playing at an MVP level. If Dan Quinn turns that defense to a Seattle-esque Matt Ryan play like this for the next six years. Right. We're talking about a team that can go to the Super Bowl and win multiple Super Bowls in the next five to six years. And it starts with this one. All right, Falcon fan. Let me just calm down. Blank profile pick. Right. <laughs> All right, Falcon fan, get up five minutes. We got loose. Put hey, that's what that, that's what that's what do with Falcons fan. Man. You, can't, you can't let it do go too crazy, <laughs> bro. Because we get too excited, and then look, he's gonna be the type of Falcon fan that's gonna want to fight you on 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 Sunday Sunday night when they lose, because he's gonna have all his hopes up. Like, yeah, we gonna win, we gonna win, and then gonna walk up to Jordan Dome and see a damn Packers fan, and he gonna go to um Wright Street. Uh uh uh. <laughs> he had to he had to he had to bring it all in real quick like that. Yeah, I see step one, step two, step three, right street. Damn. <laughs> that's a good one. Like that one would need to be like on the episode of Atlanta. Yeah, exactly, bro. That's that's exactly what that'd be. I was thinking about that when I said like he'd go straight to right street because he's so mad that the Falcons just lost. Like he just had to go. You know, what Atlanta Falcons fans are doing right now. What they doing? The bandwagon ones. I'm not gonna say the bandwagon. The Falcons fans that not know really the pain. They putting it all up right now. Oh, they all they chips in. They all in. They all in right now. And you gonna so have you, some. You of sound them. like Bomani. I don't know if you listen to Bomani talk about how he used to root for the Falcons and he said he got off that narcotic. It's, I always root for the Falcons. Don't and I like I said. Don't get me wrong. I'm being in the building Sunday, going hard for the Falcons. I'm going hard. But at the end of the day, when we lose, I'm not gonna go to Rice Street. I'm going to my car because I understand what the Falcons are. Like the, until the they prove what they are. About the Falcons this long is because like I still in disbelief. Like what you saying, but you, I mean that's like you, that's believable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's I'm so, to, but it's believable at the same time. <laughs> like it's it's one of the greatest things I've ever had come across in sports. It's like a reasonable Falcons face. I'm not reading at this point in the season and just not not giving in to the emotion that you that close that it's just gonna happen. Like because you could just be like it's meant to be. You see how Falcon fan number one over here I see is how standing. Falcon fan was. He, he's, he's he's now smoking. He's now pacing because he feels the hate. He's he's mad because he feels like we're gonna go. That's that's what a Falcon fan hasn't felt the pain yet. Now when he when we lose this year, that pain, that pain is gonna go. 
it's gonna it's gonna follow. Shout out to that boy Easy's life, man. I tried to get him. I tried to get him off the ledge, but he just wasn't coming. But uh, y'all check him out. Y'all listen to that mixtape to come up, hosted by DJ Hamilton over on live mixtapes. It's going all the way down. Next up to wrap up the podcast, we got Aaron Freeman from Falcfans.com and the Locked On Falcons podcast. So if you really like football and you really like sports that's super serious, this is for you. You know, I did it for me, but I also did it for you too. So uh, kick back, get some information in your brain. If you haven't been really paying attention to the Falcons, here's like the best way to sum up the Falcons in the last calendar year in like 15 minutes. With all that said, Aaron Freeman up next. Let's do it. All right, joining me once again on the Rundown South podcast, we have Aaron Freeman from Falc Fans, the Locked On podcast, and about every other podcast that has anything to do with the Falcons near you. So what's going on, Aaron? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Now what? Are you real excited about the the chance that the Falcons can close out the dome and get to the Super Bowl, or are you just more fearful that the Falcons might turn back into the old Falcons? I, I it's mostly excited. Um, I think there is a little bit of fear, but uh, at this point, uh, you know, I'm willing to to ride with it, and uh, you know, this has really been the best chance I think this team has ever had, and it's. 50 plus year history of uh, winning a Super Bowl, so I'm just going with it. And there's a little bit of a fear factor, but I'm uh, I'm biting it down and, and sort of trying to stamp it out. Okay, and just I mean, like a year ago, we were having a lot of questions. We were looking at Kyle Shanahan. We were looking at is Matt Ryan good? You know, so many things just up in the air. And now all of a sudden, we're talking about Matt Ryan MVP, and we here in the of a favorite in the NFC championship. So like, what do you see has been like the biggest difference in, you know, the last calendar year? Well, it, it does speak to sort of the ever evolving, ever changing landscape in the NFL. But I think a lot of it has been built around Matt Ryan's increased confidence in, in Kyle Shanahan's system and his teammates. Um, last year, he was really, locked on and, and focused on Julio Jones. I think it even given how great a player Julio Jones is, I think it hurt the Falcons offense because basically if you could sort of keep Julio Jones contained, there was really nothing else that the Falcons could counter that with. And I think this year they've been able to spread the ball around. There's been games where Julio has missed. You know, I think the the stat is when Julio's held under fifty yards this year, the Falcons are five and oh. Um in the in the two games where Julio Jones didn't even play, the Falcons won both games. So it, it's one of those things where they're a really diverse offense. They're really a variable offense. Um, it's They've been able to run the ball more effectively. Their offensive line play has been better. They've gotten better production at a tight end position. Players like Mohamed Sanu and Taylor Gabriel and, and other receivers have really contributed this year. And so everything seems to be clicking. Um, and, I, you know, there's not one – player or one thing that's made it work but i think matt ryan is sort of the center of it and when he's been playing with confidence and with poise and, and all the things that we talk about you know elite quarterbacks 
um, it's been reflected in the, the rest of the offense. Okay, now that's kind of like what Matt Stafford is going through right now in Detroit with no Megatron, and it seemed to have opened up things for a lot of other people. And like I know one of the the main things people are pointing to that's changed is the run game. Um, I even heard Brian Billick say that Devontae Coleman is kind of like a one-off Le'Veon Bell when you put the production of both of those guys together. Is that too far off? Yeah, no, I saw, I didn't realize the numbers. I saw someone posted on Twitter the other day where they combined both of their numbers and like there's something like a 1700 yard rusher or something like that and a, a thousand yard receiver with like 15 touchdowns combined or something like something ridiculous like that. And it, you know, it, if you could get that into one player, it would be one of the greatest running back seasons of all time. <laughs> Obviously, um, you know, they're two guys, but they really sort of are been interchangeable in how they've been used this year. Like it's like, you know, they put Devontae Freeman in for three plays and they put Tevin Coleman in for three plays that don't really change how they run their offense when one guy is in versus the other one. So it's really, you know, they have different skill sets. They have different strengths and weaknesses. But it's really been the melding of both players into one really cohesive uh, weapon. Mm. And I really had an eye for what they were trying last year before uh, Tevin Coleman got hurt. I noticed that they really trusted him in the past game. And they kind of start going. They started going toward more uh, running with Devontae, just, you know, straight up runs. And they were getting pretty good production, but it didn't seem like they had, you know, like, I guess like a rhythm to what they were trying to do with both of them and keep them both involved instead of trying to make one the war- the, the workhorse and the other one, you know, being the complimentary. So I like what they're doing right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say I agree with you. I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm liking it because uh, <laughs> it's been working very well and given the position that they're in right now. Right. Now, another change that the offense made was the acquisition of Alex Mack. Uh, how much impact has he had? Because I know you watch a lot of tape, so you, you should be able to see a little something. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, one of the issues they had last year, one of the big issues that people like to talk about last year with their center, Mike Person, was the bad snaps. But in the big picture of it, you know, Mike Person probably only had maybe five or six bad snaps and over the course of a season where you're snapping the ball a thousand times that's not really that significant uh, an issue the bigger issue with Mike Person last year was sort of the inconsistency with the line calls and um, not just being consistent hitting his own blocks and I think that's really been the biggest change with Alex Mack he hasn't had bad snaps so that's a positive but it's really been uh, improvement on the line calls and him more consistently hitting his blocks getting downfield uh taking out linebackers and, and opening up those run lanes and when you have a center that can consistently hit his blocks that frees up the guards to not have to sort of work to try to compensate for a center that's not doing his job and so that's made both guards better and then that trickles out to the tight end position and that trickles out to the tight end the um the tackle position and that then trickles out to the tight end position so it's really a domino effect it, once you stabilize that center position um it, it sort of affects the other four five position blockers up front as well okay now with that said is he the most underappreciated falcon or do you have another candidate 
<laughs> um wow uh i mean there's so many good players it's hard to um yeah. I, I i it's hard for me to say alex mack is the most underappreciated because he he was like a first team all pro or second team all pro true that pro bowler and and so it's like he's getting the accolades that he i think he's deserved um so it's hard for me to say he's the most underappreciated but he, he probably may not be a uh, a household name everywhere um I'm trying to think is there anybody else on the offense that's really been playing great um that's underappreciated you know i probably would say taylor gabriel but i think he's with the way he's played this year um he's been getting a little bit more accolades I'm about to say, man, he got more touchdowns than julio <laughs> yeah so so I, I i can't pick it i guess if i was going truly underappreciated i go patrick demarco the fullback yeah uh, okay he made the pro bowl last year uh i think he's had just as good if not a better season this year didn't make the pro bowl um I, you know i think they went with mike tolbert over in carolina uh, for whatever reasons i don't know i'm like but, is he really uh, a fullback yeah yeah that, you know i i don't I don't want to get into that because I don't want to bash Panthers and, and get people mad at me. But um, yeah, I think Demarco's been a big part of their rushing success this year, so uh, I, I, I would probably pick him. Okay, nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I'm a Michigan fan, and uh, you know the great Bo Schembechler said, you know, every offense needs a fullback. So I can really appreciate a team that uses their fullback effectively. Uh, now, was there any time during the season, or like maybe just like a line of demarcation or a moment where you could truly say you had absolute trust in the Falcons and Dan Quinn? Uh, the moment for me was the week five game against the Broncos because the Falcons had started off the season pretty strongly. And uh, they had put up a bunch of points in that over that first month of the season, but the expectations were okay. They're going to play Denver, um, and you know they got one of the best defenses in the league, and, and this is a team that's going to be able to put the clamps down on this offense, and um, you know sort of bring them back down to earth a little bit. And while the Falcons didn't score a ton of points in that game, they, they, I think they wound up with like 23. Or 24 points um, it was really how they were able to score points they were able to locate the one weakness in the Broncos defense which was their inside linebackers weren't exactly great in coverage and they were able to split out Tevin Coleman a lot in the receiving game and really create mismatches there and they were able to generate a bunch of big plays that were ultimately led to some scores that allowed them to win that game and sort of control that game from start to finish with their offense um, and that was the moment where I was like, oh, wow, this team is, is not going to go into the tank because if they can figure out how to the, the one weakness and exploit the one weakness that the Broncos have, they can probably do this to literally any team in the league. And I think they've been mostly effective at doing that. We saw that last week against Seattle. I think they'll certainly be able to do that again this week against Green Bay. Now, one thing that I started getting a little more confidence in after that game was Kyle Shanahan. And a lot of reports out there saying that he's heavily favored to get the San Francisco job. And there's even negotiations. You know, we it's all speculation right now at this point. But there's a chance that you might lose him as an offensive coordinator. Would that really hurt? what Matt Ryan was building on, like even if they did promote from the inside, is the like having 
Kyle Shanahan himself a plus uh, over just having the offense. Yeah, I I think it's only realistic to expect there to if if Shanahan does depart and it does sound like that's going to be the case. There is only it's only realistic to expect there's going to be some drop off. Now, you know we can sit here and speculate how much drop off it's going to be. Obviously, this team, you know, from a production standpoint, I think they're like the seventh best offense of all time in terms of points scored. So it's huh. not likely that they were going to even if they brought Shanahan back, it wasn't likely that they were going to repeat right. um, at that level just because of the way the NFL is structured that, you know, defenses tend to make adjustments um, and, you know, injuries and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop off. Uh, you know, I do feel like the Falcons, for the most part, with the exception of probably 2015, uh, for the most part, when Matt Ryan has been the quarterback here, they've always sort of had a, a top 10 offense, top 12 ish offense, uh, if not better. So I don't expect them to sort of go into the tank. Um, but it is a concern if the team does promote from within. They don't really have any other offensive uh, assistants that really have a, a lot of ex- experience play calling. So um, that is a little bit of an unknown. And, you know, at this point, um, if that's going to be the case, then uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I think as long as Matt Ryan and, and the running game and Julio Jones are in Atlanta, I do think they they will find a way to they're going to be just fine. OK, and uh no, you're a little short on time, so I got one more question. I want to talk a little bit about the defense, and it's something that, you know, I've basically been looking at since Dan Quinn had became the head coach, which is the secondary. And I'm kind of trying to I'm trying to figure out, you know, how are they surviving and playing so good in the secondary without their Pro Bowl corner Desmond Trufant? Um, I think a lot of it has been the improvement of uh, their first round pick, Keanu Neal. I think a lot of it has been um, their number two corner, Robert Alford, who they just gave a, a, I think a four year contract extension um, a a month or two ago, um, has really sort of stepped up and and tried to fill that void as the the number one guy that's going to go up against another team's number one receiver and has done a you know, not to the same degree that Trufant has done in the past, but has done a pretty good job at that um, over that period of time. And I think it's also been because their second round pick in, in 2015, Jalen Collins, has shown tremendous growth. Uh, there were points earlier this season where there, people were labeling him a bust because he wasn't seeing the field after he was suspended four games at the beginning of the year due to a uh, PED um, suspension. And uh, he's really come on over this last uh, few weeks and I think that's really been the key. It's just a, a unit that has been growing as the season has wore on. And um, they've been able to make some plays and and create some opportunities and, and, and allow um, a, a slowly improving Falcons pass rush to uh, get some pressure on, on quarterbacks um, and um, help them out a little bit. All right, Aaron. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, got anything you want to pub before you get up out of here? Yeah, I mean, people can find me on Twitter. I'm at Falcfans. Um, I don't write too much on the website, but they can find links to my very many podcasts at Falcfans.com. Uh, the main one I can certainly promote is the Locked On Falcons podcast. Uh, you can find that at Audioboom.com. I'm also on the 
Falcon Central Radio podcasts uh, over at ProFootballCentral.com and, and that's usually the two main places that you can find me and, and if you want to tweet football you want to tweet uh, Falcons uh, you can tweet you know if you want to tweet about the CFL I, I, I can uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about it not, not really but I'll try um, so people can find me that on Twitter at Falcons alright Aaron man I appreciate the time once again and uh, y'all go check out all the great work that Aaron's doing out there on the interwebs and uh, I guess good luck man I hope uh, Dirty Birds go ahead take it all the way to the Super Bowl yeah it'll be a nice uh, birthday gift for me this weekend so um, I'm, I'm hoping that they do the same so I appreciate see how you let me come on and, and talk to you about the Falcons alright man anytime man and uh, you take care alright you too Shout out to that boy Aaron Freeman coming through and getting your boy all educated. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I know something about the Falcons for real now. Now I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Once again, big up to the big to the big homie. Easy's life. And man, we're gonna see this weekend, man. We're gonna see what the Falcons really made of. We're gonna see if they really what they claim to be. Or they just the same old, same old. You know. But uh, it's time for me to get the rat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, something you want to see in the show, if you think this is a bad idea, I don't care. Just let me know what you think. CL at the rundown.com. That's how you email the show. You can follow us at the rundown south on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, everywhere you can think of, Instagram. I'm at at the main event on Twitter. I will be talking shit on that guy. Uh, anything else I'm forgetting about? You know, subscribe as always. I ain't even got to say that again, but y'all know what the deal is on that. And uh, y'all just stay tuned, man. Two, 2017-2017. It's going to be a big year, man. So y'all just stay tuned. Stay ready. Be positive. Don't hate. Congratulate, eliminate, don't hesitate. If you a featherweight, don't jump in the ring with a heavyweight. Alright, man, it's really time to go. I'm acting silly, man. Your boy is up out here, man. Catch y'all on the other side. Peace.